Red Sea, another record-breaking victory Monday for the morning scramble. It's myself, Felipe Corral Jr., Jody Jackson, Rolando Cantu, Craig Grillo. We are The Breakfast Club. Welcome to another episode of The Morning Scramble presented by Verizon Wireless and Rolando. What do you got for us? I mean, the Arizona Cardinals' fifth consecutive victory, the first time starting 5-0 since 1974, only the fifth time in franchise history. And week five, taking that 17-10 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. What you got for me, Rollis? Here we go, Felipe. Good morning. First of all, everybody, um, you know it's a special occasion, right? Because uh, the bird gang is flying high. And on special occasions, we bust out the tamales, guys. Oh, here we go. We got some. Uh, these are traditional. These are bean and cheese tamales. And I topped it off with a little guacamole, uh, serrano, cilantro uh, sauce there, cream sauce. So, um, yeah, we'll be tasting these puppies here later today. Oh, my gosh. This, the sauces are so gourmet, Rolando. Hey, you, you have to. Once you're 5-0, and oh, I mean, this is historic. But you have to, you know, the, the level of the recipe has to has to progress, right? So, yeah, we're happy here at the Casa Cantu. So come on over after the show. We'll give you a dozen tamales to go. Make sure Craig, the door's Craig. unlocked for us. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was about to ask you, Craig, have you had, look at that tamal, those tamales, Craig. Have you had anything like that with that salsa on the side? Like, come on, what would you give that? From just looking at it, what is your rating of Rolando Cantu's tamales? If it's anything less than a 9.5, I'd be severely disappointed. <laughs> I mean, I, again, it's <laughs> it's the tease here. I, I, I don't like it. Each and every week we're getting teased. It's It's got to be... We've got to be on location here. This is that's what I'm talking about, Craig. And and you know what, Jacob, our producer, he's got to put us all together, man. You know, it's just bottom line. Let's let's make this happen. Once again, for those of you guys joining us, welcome to another episode of the Morning Scramble presented by Verizon. The Arizona Cardinals taking the 17 to 10 victory over the 49ers. And Craig, let's start off with you. Let's how how can you compare those tamales with the Cardinals' performance in Week Five? Well, defensively, I think they match up great. Offensively, maybe not so much. But, hey, (laughs) you're finding ways to win. Good teams find ways to win. And once again, this team has found another way to win, and that is not play your best, especially offensively, and get the defense to pick up their their, uh, effort and make plays when it matters. You don't have to be good for all 60 minutes, but when it counts, count them four. Four fourth down stops. That to me was an A effort, and why this team right now is five and zero, head and shoulders above everyone, not only in the division but in the entire National Football League. Jody, you kind of you know you feel for guys like Rodney Hudson and obviously Max Williams. What what did you see from this team once, especially that offense? Once those two guys went down, how they were still able to overcome adversity. What'd you like from that side of the ball? Well, I did. I liked how they hung in there. Look, it wasn't a pretty offensive game, but you know, then again, I have to question all of those that are out there saying, you know, look, we thought this Cardinals team was all about pretty, you know, and they couldn't win a gritty game. Did you not watch the Rams game where this defense completely out everyone, but as far as the injuries, yeah, Max Williams, that hurts tremendously. Everyone hurt for him because he's such a great guy, great teammate. And uh, coming back from injury last year, a big part of the offense, Rodney Hudson, same thing. We don't know how long he'll be out uh, with that rib injury. Seems to be plaguing a lot of guys on the team right now. Hopefully it won't be long. But my thing about the physicality of this team is not just one guy. Yes, Rodney Hudson is a big part of that, bringing him in. Same with James Conner. 
JJ Watt, all of these guys, you look like poster boys for toughness and grit, but I'm seeing it throughout the entire team, especially on defense, especially with the offensive line. So for me, yes, those injuries hurt, but the great thing about this Cardinals team and why I think they're five and zero is that it is about the entire team. The depth is better. And think about the fact that they won that game yesterday without Byron Murphy Jr., without Marco Wilson. They had guys like Antonio Hamilton stepping up. Uh, they had other guys throughout that secondary taking on different roles and even in the linebacking crew. So, look, it's it's a beautiful thing to see. And, uh, you know, you're seeing right now this team transform from, yes, people were questioning a few years ago, were they all about pretty, pretty boy football? I think it's clear after not only the Niner game yesterday, but the Rams game last week, no more pretty. This is a tough team. They're mentally and physically tough, which DeAndre Hopkins mentioned yesterday. And if there's someone that is hyped, that that is impressed with this team's performance, it's got to be Cliff Kingsbury. And surprisingly enough, he didn't have enough game balls to give out. So we'll see who he gave it out to because, you know, there's a couple of guys that really stepped up. Coach, what you got for me? Congratulations, man. Hard fall win. Game balls. All right? You got one on offense. Most receptions in the history of the NFL before age of 30, number 10, DeAndre. All right, and then, hey, hey, defensively, everybody gets a game ball. Hey, I've never seen four fourth down stops, ever. That's an unbelievable, unbelievable effort. Hey, we can be so much better, right? Let's work this week. Got a great one coming up. Get to go to Cleveland, a very good team. Let's get one week better. Y'all get a break. Well, you heard coach there. He didn't have enough game balls to give out to his defense, but an overall great team, team performance. I mean, I know the defense uh, really stepped up, but this is a team, Rolando, that last year, they might have not pulled out this victory. What'd you see from them? Or what's the biggest difference from last year to this year's team? It's developing, it's matureness. And I'm going to tell you something to the point where we lost Max Williams. In my eyes, guys, there was uh, there was uh, something that happened on that field that really solidified that this is a real team. The bench is cleared completely. Every player, and I've been on teams where somebody gets hurt, and it's your unit. It's a linebacker unit. It's O line unit. It's 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 the cornerbacks that get together and kind of pat you on the back, give you a hug. But everybody, every single person that was there, in uniform or not, went out greeted uh, Max Williams and, and and I thought that was you know that was really great to see because that that is the first sign that this team is not only doing the right thing on the field but off the field these guys you know they're 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 family right so I thought that was great uh, that tells me that this team is ready to go and what did I see I saw a defense that you know what was fighting the entire time and it wasn't pretty and and you know Trey Lance was kind of like well we don't know what this guy's gonna bring when Trey Lance figures the air game out, watch out because this guy's a player. We saw flashes that this guy can actually do things and move around the pocket. But, uh, yeah, they struggled a little bit at first, but those four down plays, the fourth down stops, I thought it was a little bit disrespectful, to be honest with you, that that they the Niners called a bunch of these things. Obviously, they were just going for all the efforts, right? They were trying to see what, 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 would, what would bring them first downs and obviously points on, on the board. So they, they, they did it. They hustled. But I, I think at the, in the long run, Felipe, uh, the Cardinals pulled out a great victory, home victory against an opponent that 
that would, quite frankly, we remember what happened last year. We were out of the playoffs because of them. And Craig, before we move on to our jam uh, of the game, we had some questions from the Red Sea on social media. Someone asked, the secondary looked like it didn't miss a beat with all the injuries. You saw Chandler Jones tweet out, great game, game plan from Vance Joseph. Is there a fine line or who do you credit that to? Is that Antonio Hamilton? Is that Robert Alford's, Alford stepping up or is that a Vance Joseph scheme? I think it's a collective effort. I'm sure they knew well in advance of what we knew about the availability of Byron Murphy and Marco Wilson. So that goes to the coaching staff to get the players ready. And then as Jody mentioned, it's Robert Alford, it's Antonio Hamilton, it's Jace Whitaker, the young kid out of U of A who gets elevated from the practice squad on Saturday and played a lot and played well, at least by what I saw from my vantage point in the press box. So uh, the secondary did what it needed to do, but they got some help because of the pressure that Trey Lance was under for the entire game. And you just have to be impressed with those 186 passing yards from Trey Lance. That means that that secondary did their job, that that defensive line was pretty dominant throughout the entire game. Finally, we see a classic J.J. Watt game. So overall, great performance from that defense. And like Chandler Chandler Jones said, all the credit to Vance Joseph for that defensive game plan. All right, guys, let's get to our jam. Jody, who did you like or what did you like from yesterday's game that really made a difference to you? Well, there was so much to talk about on defense, but I am going to go with, uh, you know, maybe what was the ultimate jam, the uh, DeAndre Hopkins touchdown catch. And look, we know how good Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are. We saw them connect, of course, last year with that fantastic catch with D-Hop going up, draped with defenders uh, and those strong hands that don't miss, you know, just don't drop balls. And he gets to everything that he can get to. Kyler Murray put it right on the money. And look, it was a struggle all day, but there's something to be said for being clutch. And that's exactly what happened in that moment, because, you know, we saw them just miss before halftime. You know, it wasn't the perfect pass. It was catchable. Maybe we've seen D-Hop make tougher ones. They didn't connect right there. You don't see that a lot. Then they they come back in this moment in the fourth quarter where, you know, the Cardinals needed to put the Niners away, and they did that. So love that play. D-Hop, again, yesterday he was back in the role of number one receiver, at least on the stat sheet, six for 87, the touchdown, and, of course, the big play that set it all up. Uh, but that was my jam, D-Hop in the end zone. Greg, what you got? I'm going to go once again – Uh, piggybacking off of what Jody said about DeAndre Hopkins, but it's the play before that play because the 30-yard reception from Kyler Murray, that I think it's showing the development not only in their relationship between quarterback and wide receiver, but the development of Kyler Murray because it's second and nine. Murray gets flushed out of the pocket, slides to his left, and if you look – He's got plenty of running room to gain the first down, yet he signals to hop to get open downfield, and he he does what a quarterback is not supposed to do. Throwing across the field, as I knock my mic over, but throwing across the field, and it's not advised, yet what does he do? He, He completes the pass, and it's a little underthrown, but it allows Hopkins to come back and get the football. And it's just the thing, the offense started clicking at that point. It was one of those plays that we needed to see. And I think Hopkins right now, 
uh, is becoming that player. When you need to play, need a first down, a big catch, you look for number 10. So that was, that was my jam for what we saw on Sunday. Rolando, what about you? I got to go, guys, with the first fourth down stop. I mean, it was a, in a crucial situation. It was going to dictate how the 49ers called the game, and they, they went all out. I mean, these guys were going to run it. They were going to try and, and convert on fourth down, and I thought it was one great um, stop by the defense. It was a collective uh, effort, to be honest with you. The interior guys, J.J., Chandler, Zach Allen, guys. I mean, these guys are developing, and you're seeing them become uh, the player that they were drafted to become, right? So I love that part of it. Uh, I, I believe something something magical happened at State Farm Stadium after after we stopped them on the first fourth down play. It was like okay, the Red Sea was there. Everybody was hyped, and I think that kind of that vibe just kind of created. You know, a, a tough game. It was a tough matchup. It wasn't pretty. It was not going to become pretty. It never is pretty against the 49ers, uh, to be honest with you. And, and I think the way that defense showed up right there, and, and I saw a close-up on our screen at, at State Farm Stadium from our broadcasting booth of Vance Joseph's face. Like, he was so in the zone. Like, there was nothing that was going to that was gonna happen that day that this man was not going to focus on the on, on the efforts of his defense. And I think they, they did a one great job. For me, it was that fourth down stop and credit to Zach Allen who just penetrated JJ. I mean, it was just, it was just get off, guys. Let's see if we can beat these guys one on one. And they did it. Hey, Rolando, from a player's perspective, you know, you have a rookie quarterback across from you and Kyle Shanahan goes for it on fourth and second, on fourth and two, <laughs> on one of the first couple of drives. Like, as a player, like, what does that make you feel? Like, I'd be pissed off and I, I haven't even played football in my life. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, disclaimer, it, it, but for, from your perspective, what does that tell you? It eats you a little bit, right? Because they're not respecting you. I mean, you're stopping. Every every time you hear that bell, dong, third down, that's, that's the time to stop them right there. And if it's a third and three, third and second, I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed stat-wise that you're going to get off the field. When you turn back and there's no PAT team coming out or there's no punt team coming out, it's like, okay, you, you want to go right now? Let, let's do this. <laughs> and, and and it's a it's a battle, man. There was – if you guys noticed till the end, Justin Pugh, DJ Humphreys were were in a in – a, in a, in a mouth battle. I, I don't know what I want. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't know what they said, but these guys were yapping away at each other till the last second. And it got a little crazy. I don't know if you guys saw the to the end. I mean, it, the bench is kind of cleared and it was like, okay, there, there, there was some rowdiness right there. Right. So it just tells you Felipe, how difficult and how physical this game can be. And, and it starts with that, man. Most, most players on the defense side, take it really personal when they don't respect your third down efforts and you want to get off the field or you want to go for it. And it was clear from the get-go that Kyle Shanahan was going to do this. He was going to give the rookie of the reps. He was going to give the rookie the opportunity to kind of get them up, build them up, build some rhythm up. But uh, it happened. Jody, I know you touched on the DeAndre Hopkins touchdown uh, a little bit, but Kyler Murray is like the honorable mention, right? You know, we're not going to talk about him necessarily oh, yeah. in our next segment, but under pressure, you know, he has a 83, 84.3 passing grade, which is first in, in the NFL. He has five big time throws when he's under 
under pressure, which is the most in the NFL. And he hasn't turned over the ball necessarily when he is under pressure. What have you seen from him uh, this year so far? No interceptions in back-to-back games. You saw those a couple of interceptions in the first three weeks, but in crucial games against divisional opponents, he took care of business. That is exactly right. A lot of those things that you said, Felipe, funnel into the maturation of Kyler Murray. And I think as good as he is, and as much as he is a one-man show at times, he knows he's not doing it all by himself. And I think that's why you see a little bit more calm there and you're seeing him not turn the ball over. In fact, the fact that um, Chase Edmonds had the ball ripped out from him, I believe that was the first fumble lost all year. That says a lot about Kyler, you know, uh, because we saw when he was under pressure in previous years, you know, he, he would have an issue with fumbling at times as any quarterback would, if he's under that much pressure and trying to make something happen. Um, But a credit to the entire offense. Um, The other thing is I noticed with the 49ers and, you know, this is something to watch. It's not easy to do, but they were able to bottle Kyler in that is simple math. Rather than having one defender chasing him, they had, he did not have an outlet yesterday. And I think that's why, you know, a a lot of times I noted on three different occasions I, I had written in my notes that you know he was being chased from one direction and there was another defender right there. So it is simple math that when you have two guys rather than just one, he has no place to escape. And I think that's why it was tough sledding yesterday. But you're right, didn't turn it over, you know, stayed with, I know it's like a cliche within himself, but didn't try to make something happen when it wasn't there that really would have cost the team in, in a game like this. And I think, you know, again, credit the Niners for their game plan. Um, offensively, they were without some of their weapons. And we knew they, I think they knew it was going to have to be a defensive game. Their defense was going to have to step up. Rookie quarterback, no George Kittle. And, uh, you know, they played a very tough game against Kyler Murray. But I think we're going to see more of what we saw in the first four weeks from Kyler than what we saw yesterday. And that's a good sign that he could win a game where he didn't, he didn't go out and he didn't have to complete 30, 40-yard bombs down the field, even though he did complete a key one late in that game. But, Felipe, yeah, all good signs for this offense and for Kyler. All right, y'all wrap this segment up by talking about my, that's my jam. And it's that fourth and goal stop the second time, uh, second week in a row that the Cardinals defense gets a stop on fourth and goal. But I specifically want to talk about Isaiah Simmons, his versatility to be able to beat Trey Lance at the line as a linebacker. I mean, a lot of people are starting to notice his his speed at at that linebacker position, but for him to cover so much ground in the open field from sideline to sideline, you're just seeing a lot from Isaiah Simmons. And I have an interesting, uh, some interesting stats. I mean, just to talk about, touch on his versatility, he played 20 snaps uh, on the defensive line, 28 snaps in the box and 12 snaps uh, covering the slot wide receiver. So that just goes to show you that this Cardinals defense is depending a lot on Isaiah Simmons in a game where, again, you didn't have Byron Murphy, you didn't have Marco Wilson, you're going to need some of those other guys to step up. You saw Zayvon Collins have uh, a couple of crucial tackles. I think on on one of the fourth fourth down stops, Zayvon Collins actually closed one of the gaps. But it just goes to show you just how versatile, how exciting it is to have someone like Isaiah Simmons on your side of the ball. And I'm pretty sure so many people on that side of side of the ball benefit from having Isaiah Simmons on defense. You saw a lot of, a lot of those packages with Jordan Hicks, Damon Collins and Isaiah Simmons on the field that we saw a couple of times during training camp. So that fourth and goal stop yeah. second consecutive week where you, where you stop your, uh, your off the opposing offense. And if you take a look at the final score, I mean, 17-10, 17-10, 
you stop Trey Lance from scoring, that's that could have easily been an, an overtime game. There's at some point where the offense got stagnant. They could have lost it uh, in those middle quarters. But this defense really stepped up. And I think that fourth and goal stop really set the tone for the rest of the game. So yeah, it was props fantastic. to Isaiah Simmons. Real, real quick, Felipe, you know, uh, they passed this call. Uh, just the collision on the field and bodies everywhere. I mean, it really was that kind of moment. Rolando's laughing like that's, you know, that moment wasn't even in the trenches. It was on the outside of the field. So you've got some guys flying around. Trey Lance, welcome to the NFL. If you weren't sure how tough it was going to be in, to get in the end zone, now you know. But this team, Felipe, has been pretty good in those situations on the goal line. We saw it last week as well. That, that was a tough play, Felipe, because, and Jody, because when, um, when Isaiah was covering, because he was covering out there that zone, uh, he saw that Trey was was coming in, right? And he waited till the last second. If that quarterback was going to commit to the run, he was going to meet him there. And sure enough, Tanner Vallejo got there and Chandler. If you guys noticed, Chandler, in the first two quarters, every time he would get a quarterback hit, he would even though we were on the ground, he would try and rip the ball out of Trey Lance. And that was just kind of sending the message to the rookie, like, hey, I'm going to be on you every single play. And, and I liked it. You know, people were, were there. It took a little bit more time to get them up. But that was a key defensive stop. Good jam there, Felipe. All right, yeah, that's it for our jam. But next up, let's talk about some of our favorite players from yesterday's 17-10 victory over the 49ers in Week 5. Jody, I mentioned it before, we finally got to see a classic game from this specific player. What you got for me? Yeah, I'm going to go with J.J. Watt. Uh, he was so disruptive in there. And it's kind of an example. Yes, I am the person that declared that, you know, Chandler Jones might break the sack record. And, but you know what? I'm done with sacks, guys. I know they get guys paid. I know the numbers mean something in that category. But look, all these GMs and coaches, they're watching the film, too. And J.J. Watt, what he did, pressuring. You saw every replay of Trey Lance going back and there's this ferocious shot of JJ Watt just crashing in on him. You think Trey Lance, he's a big guy. You think Trey Lance wants to deal with JJ Watt? No, it completely disrupted everything in the run game and the pass game. If you look at the stat sheet and again, we all know we've all been covering football for a while now, you know, the stat sheet does lie at times, right? You look at it, JJ Watt, three tackles. He did so much more than that, you know, and you look deeper into the analytics with pressures and uh, all the things he was able to do, the fourth and four, the batted ball, uh, guys were getting their hands up. And that was a big little Rolando. You're shaking your head because obviously that, even though we've seen that movie before on fourth down, all it takes is one to convert, right? Yeah. That could change things. Yeah, you're right. And, and the way he timed it, because he timed it, because he was on that double team and he kind of he kind of moved away his shoulder because he knew he was going to get in that window when when Trey Lance was going was gonna to throw the ball. And that ball, guys, didn't hit him in the hand. It hit him in the forearm. I mean, how how good you got to be in order to time that? That was a crucial stop. And you're right, Jody. The way JJ has been handling himself this year has been more of a of a collective effort of doing the dirty job of doing of handling the double team. I would want to see him. Yes, of course, get his sack numbers up because the first tackle he had for a loss, he went out there and he kind of growled. And the stadium went crazy, and everybody knew that it was that was JJ right there. That was that's his style: aggressiveness, blowing up that line of scrimmage, and just going after the the, the, the running back. Uh, you're right, yeah. That that was oh, a big play there. I will say also, without Byron Murphy Jr. and Marco Wilson, 
And again, they didn't have Kittle, but it seemed to me that Vance Joseph knew what we all knew and he created the scheme for it is that they have to pressure up front. They turned up the pressure. They dialed that up on a number of occasions. And uh, yeah, JJ Watt was a huge part of that. So, you know, definitely going with him for my rise and shine player in this game. Although, you know, he's been a presence in every game, but this might've been the, you know, and you see it in, in a division game against the Niners uh, last week against the Rams. I mean, this guy is just a huge force in there and guess what? He's having fun. He's on a winning team. Um, you know, it's just an exciting time for the team and for some of these guys who have come over and they just want to win. So Craig, how about you rise and shine player? And I, th- I think also with JJ Watt, he understands he doesn't have to do it all by himself. He trusts his teammates, especially along the defensive line, to get home, make the play if he's unable to. And I don't know if that was the case last year with the Houston Texans. So I'm going to stay on the defensive side as well. There's a number of different players to choose from, but I'm going to go with Buda Baker. A team tying six tackles. He and Jalen Thompson really controlled the back end and playing really deep safety for a lot of that contest to make sure no one got behind him. And then the interception. Yeah, the ball was overthrown. And sometimes those are the more difficult to handle when you know it's coming right at you. And there was a close up on Baker's face and his eyes got real big. And it's like, okay, don't mess this up. You know, I only get a couple of these during the course of a season. So he was able to get the interception. They were able to convert off that interception. So for me, the entire defense gets a game ball, but I'm going to single out Buda Baker just because he's been consistent all season long as the face and the leader of that defense. All right, Rolando, you're up. Rise and shine. I'm going to give it to the mini J.J. Watt, Zach Allen, guys. This guy is just developing every single game. He had one sack, one quarterback hit, two tackles for loss, and five combo tackles. This guy was, I mean, he since the first fourth down play, that the Niners went for it. I mean, everybody was there. It was it was the big boys in the front of that D line. I think Zach is 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 benefiting from having a JJ coaching him every single time he comes under to to the sideline, and they're talking, they're communicating. And I think at the end of the day, he has that body type where he can handle every single you know uh, double team inside in the interior, and also kind of move him out a little bit and see what he can create in the space. I, I saw a Zach Allen play. Um, a, a level that maybe we were not used to him playing because he was on the rotation. He was one of the quiet guys. But after seeing, did you guys see that dance? I don't know what you call that dance, Felipe. Was that really a dance? Was uh, that really a dance? It was, though? It was a little. It, it's a, it yeah. looks like a. Let me. I need Your to see it, man. Guy. Like, tell us what it needs to. And he, it just, it needs a little bit more rhythm. I think like he needed to put his hips into it. I, it yeah. was like too, it was all too upper, upper body. body for me. Yeah, it was too upper body. You know, he needed to bend down like a Corey Peters. You know, Corey Peters. Uh, I was going to tell him one of those things. Get, get the lower body of Dennis Gardick and then just keep keep the little hands going. And I think that'll be uh, definitely an eye catcher. I like Zach Allen. He's my rising shine player for this week. I know this guy is young. He is learning. He is benefiting from all the vets he's got around him. And uh, plus, he's a great guy. I had a chance to take him to uh, the practice for the Mexican national team. And we talked for maybe about an hour on the sideline at State Farm Stadium. And this kid is legit. They, he's as good as they get. And he, he's a guy that wants to be a pro for a long time. So I wish him the best of luck. Craig, do you think Buda Baker's eyes would have gotten that wide open if they saw Rolando Cantu's tamales? <laughs> I haven't seen the tamales since the beginning. Let me let me check yeah, out. Yeah, man. Sure they're, they're, good, they're man. kind of getting a little. I, and you know what? I didn't say this, but since last week we had um, 
five a pancakes. Five stack of pancakes, right? Because we're going one over because we knew we we're going to beat the 49ers. I'm going with a half a dozen, guys. Half a dozen for the Brownies. Okay. Uh, I think that's uh, that's only fair. We have to <laughs> the Brownies. Every, the brownies. every time we have a victory, oh victory morning scramble breakfast, it kind of sets the tone for us on the broadcast side the entire week. And I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have to keep, keep cooking every Monday after a victory. Jody, have you heard anyone refer to the Browns as the Brownies? I think it's that's all about a, that's food. First. You invited me to a morning scramble. You <laughs> promised me donuts. You promised oh, me coffee. Gosh. You guys said, hey, we're going to have a, a all, you know, a fully catered if we're all together. So I kind of have to take point on that right now. Jody's muted, I think. Oh, can I? This, I am. Oh, Thank you. Sorry about that. If this team does what they think they're going to do, I don't know what happens here. Rolando's going to have, yeah. we're going to have dozens of, of uh, we're going to have a dozen of something. And Felipe, I buried the lead. You look fantastic. That's the 5-0 fit, right? That's the 5, five This is the, so <laughs> so yeah, last week after that Rams victory, I came with my, my LA, you know, polo, you know, very, palm you know, trees. palm trees, ocean, waves type of thing. But, you know, 5-0, and oh, you took care of business at home because if you recall last year, week 16, we know what happened against the 49ers. But, you know, that's, that's the biggest difference. This, this year, I feel like this squad is about business. So I said, you know what? I need to pull out my business fit. Shout out the guys at Nick's Men's Warehouse in Scottsdale Fashion Square for suiting me up. You know, I had to come. I had to bring the business vibes, you know. You know so what I like that's what this about, was. about your look today? I like that you put that Niner helmet in the darkest corner of the <laughs> I like that. Keep that going. I usually try to be fair and put them kind of evenly and give them both helmets the same type of light, but it was a divisional game. If there's someone, something that irks me is seeing all those 49er fans at State Farm Stadium. So I had to put it, I had to put them towards the back, but I wrap up three games behind the Cardinals right now. So they are in the way, way back. They, they are in the way, way back, but I wrap up the segment talking about DeAndre Hopkins. That's my rise and shine. And I always have this argument with the guys in the social media department, because I always say at some point, you're going to have to depend on DeAndre Hopkins. Jody, and Craig touched on everything that he did, you know, that 30-yard catch, the touchdown. But to me, it's more about when, when it comes down to it, when in doubt, you have to throw to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's your most talented receiver. He's a top receiver in the NFL. And I like the way that they utilize him. I mean, he caught six. I believe he had six. Uh, yeah, he had six receptions. Two of them were more than 20 yards Another two of them were in the intermediate game and another two, the, the final, I wouldn't say the final two, but another pair of them were in the short game. So just the versatility uh, of DeAndre Hopkins and the play calling and how they're utilizing him and how they're depending on him or specifically in week five, how they depended on him to really bring them to a victory. I mean, that's that's what you want from your highest uh, paid receiver. That's what you want from one of the top receivers in the NFL. You see some of these other receivers, the Devonta Adams, the Cooper Cubs, uh, and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, that they depend on them to really take them to that next level. And I think yesterday specifically, when you needed it the most, you depended on DeAndre Hopkins, you gave him the ball, and you told him, here, 
take me to the promised land. And he did just that. And that's why I think he was one of the most important players in yesterday's victory. And you're going to see a lot more of those types of games. I mean, you look at the schedule, you have the Panthers. Obviously, they're going to get uh, a key cornerback in the coming weeks. You have the Browns, one of the top defenses leading up to week five. Obviously, they gave up 47 points uh, to the Chargers, but that's Justin Herbert doing what he does. But you have a lot of these key matchups where as talented as that wide receiver group is, you're going to have to depend on DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to have to target him eight to 12 times a game. Right. And he's going to, I promise you, he's going to take you to the promised land. So that's my rise and shine. And that's it for that segment. Hold and on, I don't, 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 don't forget, Felipe, Hop had the smartest play of that entire game. Yep, His yep. last catch stayed yes. in bounds, would not get knocked out of bounds. He literally caught it and sat down on the field to play to make sure that clock would keep going. I love it. He sat down and he put his forearm on, on, on the floor, yeah. I mean, on the ground. I mean, it was great. We, we, we called it from the Spanish booth. But another thing, did you guys notice that at, at the start of the game, like the refs, the, the rhythm of the refs kind of was kind of off? It, it, it was, for me, it was kind of evident that something was, they were taking a little bit longer, right? Just to kind of decide whether it was a PI or whether it was, you know, a, a foul or not. I don't know what you guys. They got a few things, you know, <laughs> wrong. So, you know, <laughs> it was unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it looked, they're human, but it was a tough game for the, that crew. I think it was the first time in history that I heard them be like, oh, after further discussion, we talked, we came to the agreement that there was no foul. And it's just like, what? There was no penalty? <laughs> you just, why couldn't you get it right the first time? Like, yeah, I, that's the first time that I saw that happen. But Craig, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick before we move on to our bring home the bacon. The Arizona Cardinals are the only team in the NFL that are top five in offense and top five in defense. Shout out to our friends at Pro Football Focus. Uh, they actually gave me that stat. Uh, it, who do you credit that to? You credit that to Kyler Murray. You credit that to Cliff Kingsbury. Vance Joseph, this defense. I'm going to put you on the spot because there's so many people, there's so many groups that you can credit. I think it's just the collective effort. It's a whole team effort because not one individual, especially in the NFL, can win a ball game each and every week. It's taking everyone. It's the three-year process for Kyler Murray in the offense. It's the three years under Vance Joseph. The scheme has stayed the same. There's continuity. So I can't point to one person in particular whether that's offense or defense i just think there's it's just a lot of ingredients to make up this five game or five wins in five weeks i'm putting you on the spot craig you can't you can't Can't, shy away from it it. you know i've got to share the love here you know, there has to be, a, you know, Kyler Murray has been playing at a high level. The team's 5-0. Five, five and oh, Like, there's no correlation there. You know, there's defense. Well, if you, if you want to single out one person, and that would be the person who put this team together, general manager Steve Kahn. But even that, go. that's been a three-year process to get this mm-hmm. team right to where we are right now. Wow. There we go. All right. Let's head over to our Bring Home the Bacon. Jody. There's a lot of talented teams across the NFL. You saw what the Bills did to the Chiefs last night. You saw uh, what the Bucks did to the Dolphins, 45 to 17. What? Uh, you saw what, I mean, some of the other talented teams, the Chargers have been dominant offensively, but the Cardinals are the only 5-0 and team in the NFL. Are they the best team in the NFL? Ooh, putting me on the spot now. Yeah. I see. Uh 
you know what, before I declare my answer, I'll just kind of go through what I'm thinking when I'm watching the games on Sunday, when I'm, you know, coming up with thoughts, especially, you know, during that big storm delay last night, I had a lot of time to think about what was going on in the NFL. Right. <laughs> um, well, let's start with that. The bills are, the bills are a very good team. Uh, Josh Allen, MVP candidate, just like Kyler Murray is. So check that box on quarterback leader, all those things you want to talk about. They have a very good defense as well as evidenced by, by what they did to the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who just do not look like the chiefs that we've seen the last couple of years. So uh, the bills are in the conversation. I think the bucks, no question are in the conversation. Um, we know the Rams beat the bucks. We know the Cardinals beat the Rams. Uh, I do think though, for the bucks, you can't know. <laughs> he's like, it's, it's only week five, right? It's we're going into week six. So I'm not a big fan of, okay, we know everything right now, but if we are speaking in the moment, yeah, the Bucks, Tom Brady, it's hard to, he's ridiculous. We talked about it, I think on this show last week or the week before, just how he looks even better than he has in previous years. And it's insane. And I think everyone knows we saw it with Carson Palmer. You get that second year in the BA offense. It can be scary. They have weapons, their defense is banged up. I think their defense will be better. Uh, other teams that I could mention, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, I've because they're not really postseason performers, it's hard to go ahead and they don't have that clutch factor, right? They put up a lot of points, a uh, big fantasy team, right, with Dak and, and Elliott. Their defense is balling out. Um, so I'll throw the Cowboys in there and I'll kind of throw the Packers in there just because of Aaron Rodgers. I know yesterday in that missed field goal fest, that was terrible to watch. <laughs> so I'll throw them in there mainly because of Aaron Rodgers, but you've got this conversation of teams, but to me, the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. And I'm not just saying this because we're doing a Cardinal show. They're the only ones that have beat every team on their schedule. And so I don't have any bacon today, but I do have the five and O as in zero losses, Ooh. because you guys know, I like the sweet stuff <laughs> in the morning. I'm not, you know, the tamales look amazing and I would totally eat those if we were, here together, but this is what I'm going with the big donut as in no losses, Felipe. Uh, this Cardinal team has matched up to every challenge, terrific game planning. Uh, they have the talent. Uh, all, it's all coming together here, right? Craig mentioned what, what they have on the roster. That's a big part of it. It starts with that, but I've been impressed with the game planning on offense and defense. I've been impressed with special teams for the most part, obviously the kickers, a huge upgrade, they don't really have any holes and they now have this mentality of winning. And it does sound cliche, but if you've ever, and I have never played the game of football, but I've seen a lot of it, Rolando, you, you know, there's a lot to be said. All of these guys are talking about how they're taking it week by week. They're focused on every detail. They seem on a mission and, and you might think teams also, they all say that. No, I'm not. I'm seeing reality here happening. I'm seeing a team that knows what they can do and that they see the ring out there and they want to grab it. And, and so I'm very impressed with that, with this Arizona Cardinals team. Look, they're going to play the Packers not too long in this, in this month. They're going to play the Cowboys later. Um, like I said, the Bills and the Bucks. these are the teams that are impressing me, but no one more than the Arizona Cardinals. Rolando, you heard Jody said, say that, 
you know, this team has a different type of mentality. It's the one and O mentality, uh, according to Buda Baker. It's normal. Winning is normal to Kyler Murray. Why is it important that that locker room has that mentality that it's that they're it's they're used to winning or something or that it's normal for them to be winning, that they have this onto the next game mentality? There's two things. One is respect and the second is accountability. If you don't respect the guy that is next to you in the locker room or on the offensive line or in, in, in the DB room, um, th th there's problems. And, and to be honest with you, that that motion, that sign of let me go pay respects to Max Williams, a guy who came off an injury last year, who was having stat wise a breakout year at the tight end position. Everybody went out there, Felipe. Everybody went out there, Jody and Craig. And that to me, that was the ultimate sign of these guys get it. These guys are together. Whatever happens, if the loss is going to come, it's going to come, but they're going to bounce right back because they've been stacking these wins. They know exactly what to do on Mondays. Everybody needs to understand and is understanding their their um, their job, right? And the job is not only on Sunday. It starts on Monday. It starts right after that. Right after the game, you have to be responsible. You have to make sure in these times that you take care of your body in every single way. So put the time in the game film, share that information. There's a lot of ver veterans on this team, Felipe, that are actually showing these guys how to, how to watch tape and how to take a little bit more notes. Maybe you're already a pro at taking notes, but Hey, you know what? Check this out, put, put attention to the detail. And I think this is the big difference. If you see the mix we have be between veterans and guys that are coming up in, in in, in our draft classes, I mean, it, it's amazing to see. I think these guys get it. These guys know what position it is. They're in a unique position, right? They're 5-0. and It's the only NFL team that's undefeated. And with that, pressure comes. And Kingsbury is the head of this team, and he's got to make sure he, he, you know, just keeps his guys in check. And I think that's, that's another thing. This year, you see a different Kingsbury. I see an emotional Kingsbury on the sideline. I see him aggressive. I see him communicating. I see him just trying to you know, throw all the marbles out there and trying to go, man, fast. So I like it. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to call the games. And hopefully, you know, we this is going to be a long trip from what I heard, right? It's a, it's a, it's a three-day trip, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's back back east. So hopefully we can get on a roll here on, on road games because we've been waiting on the road anyways this year, right? Uh, Craig, uh, Cliff Kingsbury called the week five a dog fight. They knew it was going to be a dog fight, but hey, we're not going to we're not going to cap on this show. We know that week six is going to be a dog fight as well. You're going to Cleveland. You're playing a relatively hot offense uh, on that side of the ball. Obviously, we've seen the struggles against the run. Uh, and that's Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt that you're going to go play. That defense has been stellar on the Browns football team. What do you hope to see from the Arizona Cardinals in week six that's going to give you a boost of confidence? I want to see what we saw in week one, and that is shutting down the run game. Not allowing Derrick Henry to go off in week one, and yet what we've seen since week one is Derrick Henry is proving to be Derrick Henry, King Henry, and the best running back in the National Football League. That was not the case against the Cardinals. You mentioned Nick Chubb. And he had over 100 yards each of the past two weeks. And I think it was 162 or 182 this past week. So that, to me, is going to be the key. And we always hear Vance Joseph say, stop the run, stop the run. Uh, and that's true. But we can't keep seeing this defense allow five-plus yards per carry on an average each and every week. That, that, that leaking, that needs to be plugged up uh, this week. 
Jody, quickly, Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield. All the bring your popcorn, right? Oh yeah, I mean we saw it in 2019. Kyler was on at midfield after the game, saying, "I got bragging rights." So you know he wants to continue that. These are two talented and competitive dudes, um, and I think I think you know. And it's not just because of what we saw yesterday with the Chargers putting up big points, but I think this Cardinals offense is going to be rolling once again. Um, defensively, I feel a little different than Craig on this is that, you know, I can live with some of those rushing yards. I think especially yesterday with Trey Lance doing much of the rushing, there was a little give and take there when the quarterback is the guy running and he's kind of more desperate at times than planning some of these these runs but um i think that this cardinal team it is a challenge though there's no question and even though they have gone on the road and beat tennessee decisively i mean the two road wins were decisive like smoked them right titans rams so you know you look at this one and you say okay this is the next challenge i think it's what cliff kingsbury says every week one week better that is the again that mentality is what's going to keep this team uh hopefully undefeated but it's never easy. It comes down to how you prepare during the week, how you execute, not only in the game, but in those crucial moments. But we, we know this team has the talent to do it. Just will they go out and do it? So uh, I love it. Like Rolanda said, I think everyone's excited to see it. It's bringing this community once again together. We saw it with the Suns a little bit. Um, everybody's fired up right now to see what the Arizona Cardinals are doing. Uh, it's the talk of the NFL. Uh, let's enjoy it. And hopefully they keep it rolling. That's why we went a little bit longer in the morning scramble today. There's so much to talk about. The team is 5-0, only the fifth time in franchise history, like I mentioned it at the beginning. Rolando, last quick thoughts. This is going to be a battle between that Browns defensive line, which is outstanding, and this Cardinals offensive line, which has also been outstanding through five weeks. Yeah, those guys are studs. Uh, Miles Garrett, uh, Clowney, all those guys are legit. They're as uh, aggressive as they come, and they just – they just went against uh, Eric Armstrong and, and, and King Law. And, uh, you know, every week the test is there. It's not like, oh, this is going to be like a little mini bye week. I got the second mm-hmm. team in front of me. No, sir. It, it's about performing. It's about an attitude. How do you attack the, the, the offensive mindset from the get-go, from the game plan, from the install? And I think with these veterans, let, let's hope, let's hope, guys, that Ronnie Hudson gets back in there quickly. Max Garcia did a hell of a job coming in. He's been doing, he's been the plugger. He's been in there and he's been doing his job and it, there's no, there's no setbacks, but I want to see a veteran presence in there. I think Rodney, you know, with that rib injury, hopefully he takes a couple of days off and everything heals up and he's back in there. He's a tough guy. He, Rodney doesn't come off the field guys. When he was kind of walking crooked, I said, Oh my God, but he came off walking. So that's the first sign that you want to see from your uh, veteran center. Yeah. It, it's going to be tough. We're going to have to, establish that run it's gonna also then you know the browns are running the ball they run inside outside scheme the it's a it's a stefanski you know uh type of a game plan he comes from the vikings so very similar to what we saw with dalvin cook type of deal they're gonna attack inside they're gonna attack outside so it's gonna be this is gonna be a bigger battle a, a tougher battle physically than we what we've been seeing with the rams and the san francisco 49ers and while you don't want to miss that battle, week six, the Arizona Cardinals visit the Cleveland Browns. Kickoff is at 105, so you have time to wake up and get some coffee, right? And then joining us, uh, join us on Monday on the Morning Scramble presented by Verizon. We're going to be here, and hopefully, Rolando Cantu has another Victory Monday special Uh-oh. Monday dish. <laughs>
Look this at is that. Trey Lance, Laura. right? <laughs> there he goes. Yushik, here we go. Get out of here. <laughs> Guys, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. It's all about the salsas, Jody. Oh, I know. And the, it looks the, there, there's no way, there's no better way to end the morning scramble than Rolando Cantu taking a bite oh, of his yeah. tamales. So that'd be it for us. See y'all next week. <laughs>